Dr. Balaga here. This podcast is on anthracyclines, which kills tumor cells without damaging DNA and therefore could spare the heart. That is a safer form of Dr. Rubison. It's hot off the press in the and published on 17 June in the in the PNAS. Uh, journal that is Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. The paper is from a group in the Netherlands from Leiden University and the, and the senior author is Dr. Jacques Nivjes. Anthracyclines were originally extracted from Streptomyces bacteria. Given that they had antibiotic properties they were it was initially called adramycin, but once it was found to be more useful in chemotherapy, the drug was called doxorubicin. It's called doxorubicin because of its distinctive red hue. And given its color and toxicity, the patients have called it the red devil. Anthracyclines are used to treat 1 million cancer patients each year, particularly those with leukemia and breast cancer. It's, all, it's used both in adult and childhood cancers. But since anthracyclines can cause heart damage, physicians often tend to avoid giving them in elderly patients. Many childhood cancers are treated with high doses of anthracyclines and heart problems can haunt survivors much later in life along with the risk of new tumors which has been attributed to DNA damage from the drugs. In addition, it can cause infertility. The received wisdom is that anthracyclines kill rapidly dividing cells such as those in a tumor by blocking the topoisomerase 2 enzyme that is needed to untangle and repair DNA as they replicate. But doxorubicin also kills cancer cells by dislodging histones which are the spherical proteins that the DNA coils around like a spool form a structure known as chromatin. This chromatin damage apparently interferes with the transcription of genes into proteins and other cell processes. In this paper published in the PNAS, the team from Leiden in the Netherlands tested two anthracycline variants that remove histones without breaking DNA. They used an approved cancer drug called eclarubicin and another version of doxorubicin which they have christened dimidoxo. These compounds worked as well as the original drug if not better at killing cultured cancer cells and were nearly as effective at slowing tumor growth in mice yet mice prone to developing tumors that were dosed with eclarubicin 
did not show signs of cardiac damage, suggesting that people treated with this class of drugs might be spared from these effects. In addition, in addition these mice were less likely to develop tumors later. So these are exciting findings, but neither drug, that is eclorubicin or dimidoxo, have patent protection. So there's no incentive for companies to develop this. Eclorubicin was once used in Europe for leukemia, but was re removed from the market in the 90s because of manufacturing issues. The scientists at the U.S. National Cancer Institute came up with dimidoxo in the 1980s but did not develop it further. So this will require substantial investment but both these drugs merit study. Eclerubicin seems to work better in blood cancers whereas dimidoxo appears to be more effective for solid tumors. This is an important study because it challenges the concept that doxorubicin works primarily by inducing DNA double-stranded breaks and reveals another major anti-cancer activity that is chromatin damage. It has been suggested that reactive oxygen species formation may be responsible for cardiotoxicity induced by anthracyclines. However, co-administering ra radical quenchers during anthracycline therapy did not ameliorate cardiotoxicity in clinical stu studies. Moreover, high redox potential of eclerobicin relative to doxorubicin or donorubicin does not match eclerobicin's lack of cardiotoxic effects. Data from the same investigators have shown that eclerobicin and dimidoxo produce more reactive oxygen species compared to doxorubicin, rather suggesting reactive oxygen species induction cannot explain the differences in cardiotoxicity of anthracycline studied in this paper. Mechanistically, cardiotoxic anthracyclines such as doxorubicin, donorubicin, epirubicin, idarubicin constitute multifunctional agents capable of DNA damage by poisoning topoisomerase 2 and double-stranded break formation combined with chromatin damage via histone eviction. The anti-cancer effects have been attributed to DNA damage but the variants unable to induce DNA damage show equal anti-cancer variants anti-cancer potency in acute myeloid leukemia therapy. While therapy-related tumors can be understood as a consequence of delayed and unfaithful DNA damage repair, the cause of cardiotoxicity by anthracyclines is still unsolved. Failure of removing cardiotoxicity by chemical modification in the past led to different delivery strategies such as liposome cap doxo but with modest improvement and limited use in clinical practice. In this paper the Dutch investigators show that the cardiotoxicity associated with doxorubicin is elevated in mice treated with drugs that either induce double-stranded breaks like etoposide 
or evict histones like eclarubicin and dimedoxo. In this study, this effect was further confirmed in human-induced pluripotent stem cells derived from cardiac microtissues and by echocardiography, collectively implying that the combination of DNA and chromatin damage induced cardiotoxicity. Although doxorubicin is an exceptional drug that shows very similar pharmacokinetics in human and mice, the authors acknowledge there remains some distance between their mouse models and humans. However, they go on to argue the long-term toxicities of doxorubicin, that is cardiotoxicity, infertility, and therapy-related tumorigenesis observed in their mouse models do correlate very well with clinical observations. With these promising results from RICE, the next step would be to test this concept in other animal models and in clinical trials.